Welcome to AIM Hometown Innovations Podcast. This podcast is designed to offer insights, best practices, and innovative solutions for the challenges facing Hoosier cities and towns. Each edition will offer ideas and inspiration while showcasing the talent and commitment of Indiana's local leaders. Enjoy the program. Welcome to AIM Hometown Innovations Podcast. I'm Matt Greller with AIM. Joining me today is the person in charge of plotting the strategic direction of Indiana's economy uh, under Indiana Governor Eric Colcom, Indiana Secretary of Commerce Brad Chambers. Brad, thanks for joining us with the podcast this morning. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Start off with a little bit about your background. You come, obviously, from the, the private sector. You've had a wildly successful firm that's worked with cities over the years, many times, and towns over, over the course of a number of years. What kind of uh, experience have you had with cities and towns, and how did that help you with your transition into your current uh, current spot? You know, my background is certainly interesting for for this role, um, this this civic role that I, I uh, sit in today. But I'm a I'm Hoosier, um, born and raised, and uh, a Hoosier entrepreneur at that. I I, uh, I went to Lawrence Central High School and and then attended Indiana University. I was I was one of the first students in what was then the Entrepreneurship Club, huh. and it's now a curriculum at Indiana University. Dr. Bill Haberly was the was a passionate entrepreneur at IU, and so I was a student in in, in his Entrepreneurship Club, and 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 that is where I started in the real estate business. I, uh, I bought a rental property when I was 20 years old. Um, very very humble beginnings, um, and today Buckingham Companies is a national real estate investment business that uh, develops uh, real estate really all over the country, mixed-use real estate, multifamily housing, hotels, commercial. Really interesting. My uh, my son's about to graduate from Indiana from the Kelly School, yeah. and uh, maybe I'll shoot you his resume here, yeah. uh, here before yeah. we're done. Yeah, always looking for good talent <laughs> in Indiana, you know. You know, there are cities and towns interact with the IDC mm-hmm. every day. Right. Um Maybe the, the most successful way in the last couple of years, anyway, is, is ready. Obviously, right. it's been a wild success for us, I think, for the state, uh, certainly. Correct. Um, let's talk a little bit about that and, and what sure. you see the next steps being. Yeah. Well, I'll, f- I'll finish the question you asked uh, a minute ago, and that is, how does, that, how does my 39 years in, in the real estate business, the placemaking business, affect and influence the way I view uh, my role as Secretary of Commerce in shaping in, uh, the strategy of our economy and our economic growth going forward, and it really does. Um, it's an interesting view because as I look at as I look at our state's economy and I look at the future of our state's economy, people always ask me, "What do you? What, what is most important to us, to you, as you as you look out in the future?" And and uh, I, I I I I give people an answer that sometimes they're surprised at, and that is population growth. Right, people. It's not intuitive that population growth necessarily translates into a dynamic economy, but it does. Population growth turns into workforce growth, and workforce growth really translates into new industry and, and growing industry in our state, uh, and it turns into GDP. And so, how do you stimulate population growth? Well, I'll, I'll stop there and say Indiana's blessed with population growth right now. I mean, we're one of the few states in the Midwest that has population growth. We take it very seriously. We understand we're a Midwestern state, uh, and we need to work a little harder on, on population growth. So, so 
so population growth, tying it back to ready, population growth um, comes from quality of place, right? And which is, again, ties back to my 39-year business of, of creating places and, and uh, uh, quality of built environments. And so, um, so tying it back to ready, investing in cities and towns is in quality of life and quality of place and all that ready has done is fundamental to growing our GDP. It, it, it's a straight line. It's not even a, it's not even a curve, right? You know, it's music to our ears to hear those words come out of your mouth. The governor, you have put such an emphasis on quality of place that, and we know that's where it's at, but how do we, sort of make sure that policymakers understand that obviously a tax climate is important too, Absolutely. but the, the, you, what you've realized and what the governor has realized is that the second piece in the quality of place is, is just as important, if not more so, how do we make sure that continues beyond your term in office and, and the governor's sure. term in office and said, should make sure we keep building on that? Sure. Sure. Well, listen, we're, we're in a great place in Indiana in a number of different ways, <clears throat> and this is decades in the making. This isn't just my tenure or even Governor Holcomb's tenure. Um, you know, this is, this, is, this is our legislature. This is the governor, the previous governors, all making sure that Indiana is, pardon the pun, ready um, for building an economy of the future, which we are doing. Um, and, you know, the governor's push on, on this ready program, the legislature's support of this uh, ready program is, is fundamental. This is, you know, in context, this is a nationally innovative program. Not many states are doing this. And, and you know, it is, is really up the game to the communities, to the mayors, to the town managers, uh, to the regions. And um, people are stepping up, and the program is working. I am very fortunate uh, that in, in, in my tenure as Secretary of Commerce that I, I, I get to work with a great team at the IEDC and great regional leadership to, to support their uh, grassroots ideas on where to invest these dollars. And it's really working. It's working for quality of life, quality of place, and it's working for population growth. Like you, I have a counterpart in almost every state that does this similar, if not same thing that, that we do here in Indiana. I would say just about everybody around the country that I talk to asks about Ready. Mm -hmm. They're amazed that it was born at the state level. Yeah. And, and it's just an amazing accomplishment. It sounds yeah. like you hear the same thing. I do. And, and you know, credit where credit's due to the governor, to the legislature, and, and, um, and, and to the communities that really, you know, took it seriously and, and prepared and, um, and are, you know, Fingers crossed and toes crossed for ready to getting prepared again. Um, because if we want to grow our economy, um, we're going to have to continue to grow our population and grow our workforce. And so this is, this can't be, in my opinion only, right? This is my opinion only. Take take it for what it is. We can't just do this once or twice. This has to be a habit of investing in our communities and our towns. And in the format of Ready, I think, is a great format to do that. So hopefully the legislature, uh, I believe they do, um, sees the benefit of this, sees the results of this, and hopefully it translates directly into population growth and workforce growth so we can stay competitive nationally. Indiana is competing with the best of the best in economic development right now. You know, we're still a couple of weeks away from the finish line across the street at the, the General Assembly, but... 
and you said it, fingers crossed, toes crossed, etc. It's a $500 million program proposed. Right. The pushback has been almost non-existent this session. For that to happen here in this state, to have that significant of a program proposed and moving through the system with relative ease that it has, I think really shows that people are supportive and the legislature is supportive of the effort too, we hope. Yes, we hope, fingers crossed. Switching gears, um, it's not just already at IADC. Of course, last session uh, we worked on innovation development districts with you and your team very closely. Uh, excited to see where, where that's headed with the, the LEAP uh, project up near Lebanon. Um, for those that may not know what it is, what is an innovation development district? Um, I know LEAP's not officially one yet, but likely will mm -hmm. be at some point in the near future. Um, where do where do we head next? How is it going in Lebanon, and and where do we go from there? Sure. Again, when I started as Secretary of Commerce, coming out of a thirty nine year real estate career, um, what I wanted to do is assess Indiana's position in the national landscape of economic development. How do we compete, and who are we competing against? And so I spent a fair amount of time really assessing the national landscape and how can we. How can we win more than our fair share of, of industries of the future that generate higher wages and, 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 most importantly, careers for our young people? I think it's super important that, that industry that lands in Indiana and grows in Indiana provides careers with high wages so that all our graduates from Purdue and Notre Dame and Ball State uh, and Rose-Hulman and Indiana University stay here, land in those careers that are in, in, in these communities. In these, in these schools. And so, so as I looked at the national landscape for economic development, <clears throat> what are the tools, what are the, what are the um, uh, tools in the toolkit that, that you know, the, the, the North Carolinas and the Arizonas and the, and the Texas use uh, to compete for, for, for global industry? And, and, you know, let's be really clear, Indiana has a global economy, well over a thousand companies from all over the world view Indiana as a great place to, to grow their business. So, so how do we compete? How do we get more than our fair share? <clears throat> and, and quite frankly, legislative leaders and the governor asked me to do that. They said, you know, let's look at our toolkit, make sure we're being competitive. Um, and one of the areas um, where we, we needed to up our game was in what we call strategic sites, mega sites, having, uh, having locations available for for industry as they as they evaluate where they want to expand, um, there's a saying in in in, uh, in in economic development broadly right now that speed is the new incentive. <clears throat> so these you know the, the economy is changing, uh, is transitioning, <clears throat> and uh, these large um, industries of the future are trying to identify locations, um, and um, and um, and, and they, they need to do it quickly to get to market quickly. And so, so the Innovation Development District um, was a tool to incent large industry that's fast moving um, and, and allow us to, to put strategic sites in play. Like, and I, I, use, I use the analogy of Research Triangle Park in North, North Carolina. That was 50 years ago they did that, by the way. They were a little ahead of their time. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, why can't Indiana? Why shouldn't Indiana do that? We should, and we are, and that is what Leap Lebanon is all about. I'll, I'll tell you also that, you know, Boone County, 
uh, and, and um, you know, the mayor gentry out there as well, um, the county and the city have just been terrific partners and um, uh, couldn't do it without them. And that's the way the IDD is supposed to work, right? It's supposed to be, um, it's supposed to be uh, in lockstep with the community. And quite frankly, now that, you know, people are a little nervous of it, it was a new tool, that's okay. Um, but what we're finding now is mayors and town managers and, and communities are reaching out and say, hey, we really want to know more. We, we think it's a tool that can help our community, and we love to hear that. So um, so anyway, that long answer to your short question, sorry. No, you're, you're more than fine. So, you know, game changing projects like the Leap District with yep. Lily going up there, Stellantis and Kokomo, awesome things for the state. Right. There's tons of other work that IEDC is doing at the same time. Yep. You know, yeah. we were just talking earlier about the announcement in Terre Haute the other day. Yeah. Yeah. How do you balance these mega projects yeah. with the more yeah. traditional things going on in the state as well? Yeah. It's a, it's a great question because, because you're right. The, you know, the big, big headlines are the, are the two billion here and the three billion there, and we're just so fortunate to be able to, to, <laughs> to put up twenty two point two billion dollars last year and four and a half billion in the first quarter of this year. But um, as exciting is is all the other things that you just suggested, and all the other things are are completely in line with the way I approached this when I started in July of twenty one. You start with people, the IEDC team. A great team that was there and a great team that we've added. So you start with people, then you show up with a plan, and the plan doesn't have to be perfect. So our 5E strategy on how to grow Indiana's economy into the future um, is our plan. And then you have a great product, and that's the state of Indiana. So so people with plan, our 5E strategy, uh, and, uh, and a great product is is really the what we're seeing is a combination of that and in, in, in the results. Um, but in the 5E plan, you know, the first – E is environment or the built environment, and you can see the results through ready, number one. Number two, building an industry, an economy of the future, you can see what we're doing with that. The market has taken notice, uh, and $22 billion in, in committed investment will, will show that. But our third E is entrepreneurship, a real passion for me. Um, our country was founded on entrepreneurship. <clears throat> there, you know, And I use the example. I use it all the time. People are probably tire, tired of hearing it. But 145 years ago, there was an entrepreneur who started a business in downtown Indianapolis, and it's now the 25th largest company on the planet, and that's Eli Lilly. Mm -hmm. That was an entrepreneur. Eli Lilly, Colonel Lilly, was an entrepreneur. No one remembers that. So our third E of entrepreneurship <clears throat> is as important as, you know, $3 billion in Kokomo for Stellantis, in my opinion, and we're making progress on that. Um, we're, we're, our SBDC offices statewide are, are really assisting small businesses. Um, we're, we're, we're in the creation process of a statewide portal where young entrepreneurs or old entrepreneurs can go and find resources. We need to put more liquidity in the marketplace for entrepreneurs, more support. And, and just talking about it um, is, you know, is the first step for entrepreneurship. Um, I will point out that, you know, Forbes magazine thinks we're doing a pretty good job. They named us you know, number one in the country for new business formations in 2022. So um, so to your point, the other things that we're doing, entrepreneurship, talking about the energy transition, what is the state of Indiana doing as it relates to the energy transition? There's a lot going on in hydrogen. There's a ton of innovation around the state in hydrogen. Um, and, and, you know, obviously we're number four in the country for 
uh, the clean energy in development, in permitting between solar and wind. Who, who would have thought, right, that Indiana is a leader, national leader in the permitting of, of, of new clean energy um, nationally? And that's important to industry and industry growth and growing an economy of the future also. And then the other thing that, you know, the last of our ease that's, you know, it, there's a lot of energy going on is, is, is external engagement, telling the Indiana story. I, I hope you've seen our winners, our national winners campaign. Indiana is for winners. Indiana is, is for winners. Indiana is winning, and we're telling that story. The market's noticing. And, um, and so, uh, I, you know, again, long, long answer to a short question, but there's a lot going on in, at the IEDC, and it's, it's pretty fun. You're talking about energy and a lot of other things where Indiana's excelling. You know, oftentimes our location in, in terms of geographic location in the country is seen as a negative. We don't have beaches. We don't have mountains. We hear it all the time. Right. But what we also don't have are high taxes. Right. We also don't have tremendous natural disasters that you're seeing more and more right. on the coast. So as That's people right. begin to migrate from the coast into the middle part of the country, mm-hmm. it seems like we're super well positioned to, to capitalize on that. I completely flip that. I, I, I'd say our location is an advantage, not a disadvantage, yep. right? Um, and, and that seems to be resonating. You know, we have, we have abundant resources, and in, in I'll start with people and talent. That's our most abundant resource, and our most important resource is our, is our people and the talent. And the fact that Indiana is really investing in workforce and in training and retraining and reskilling, um, as we work with companies, that is literally question number one. What, tell me about your workforce landscape, and we have good answers. Um, and, and so, um, again, Indiana's location, nope, we don't have, we don't have, we don't have uh, a mountain <clears throat> or a beach, but we've got the dunes, and we've got great trails and great green space, and we've got great culture and community, uh, and we have a great geographic location. We've got great universities. We've got great quality of life. And that's why our 50 is so important, because telling that story, telling people about the assets on our balance sheet, our state assets, is critically important. And you can't stop telling that story, by the way, because it's really important and it's really helpful. Nobody listens to this podcast, so <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the next big uh, IEDC announcement that's, you know, deep secret, Tell us here now. Nobody listens. We'll keep it, we'll keep it to ourselves. <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you. But l- I will tell you this. It tells me something's on the way, though, and that's yes, good news. That's right. This year um, is shaping up um, well. You know, last year was um, historic, honestly, at $22 billion when we had 8.7 was the high mark in, in new capital investment. And so we roll out $4.5 billion in the first quarter. That's a pretty good indicator of how robust um, we feel about the year. No promises, obviously, but, you know, just know that the IDC is working extremely hard. The team is incredible, and they're, they're working every day on our 5E strategy. Proud of, number one, um, in our Forbes ranking for new business formation. Want to continue to support and, and incubate entrepreneurship statewide. Um, and tell the story. It's a great story. I, the joy for me <clears throat> is coming out of the private sector, having my head down for three decades as a, as a Hoosier entrepreneur. But the joy for me is really understanding our state at this level um, as Secretary of Commerce, as 
I call myself the chief economic evangelist. <laughs> but there's a lot to evangelize. The innovation, the people, the places, the opportunity, the growth, the future is so darn exciting. And um, I'm having a blast. What's the most interesting thing you've learned that you didn't know oh, I mean, before a, before a, becoming secretary? I mean, it's a list of, you know, two pages long. I mean... I am now an expert in semiconductors, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm now becoming an expert in hydrogen and hydrogen hubs. Um, you know, I, I've, I've, I've had the you know, pleasure of touring an a, a EV battery plant in Korea, and it was like the coolest thing ever. So, um, you know, and the, the other thing I'll tell you is that um, I've been super impressed with our, you know, our, our state workforce and the talent and passion that goes on at the state level and certainly at the IDC level and these these folks are working hard for the good of the order uh, and it's been a it's been a it's been my honor to be a part of that secretary chambers thanks for joining us today uh, appreciate all the work you and yeah. the IDC team are doing thank you very much thank you